2: Welcome to the Inside NC State Athletics
1: Podcast, brought to you by L.S. Tractor. See the L.S. difference at
3: LSTractor.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Haynes and Jeff Gravelly.
2: Hello, everyone. This is podcast number three. I'm Tony Haynes, along with Jeff Gravelly. And coming up, we have a very special guest for you as well. This is our Inside NC State Athletics Podcast. It is powered by Learfield IMG College and brought to you by LS Tractor. And I want to remind you that NC State Athletics and LS Tractor are making a commitment to the community. First responders were honored throughout NC State games this past season. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they range from police, fire, and EMS to a 911 operator who actually helped save the life of a Wolfpack fan at a game this season. So thank you, LS Tractor, for being a partner of the NC State athletics first responders program and for making a difference in the community jeff hello to you and i'm gonna let you do the honors and introduce our special guest
1: well it is an honor i'm telling you uh, you know one thing we're going to do is we we like to have guests on our podcast this is our first guest so you <clears throat> might as well lead off with a great leadoff hitter someone who could hit in the first slot someone who could back clean up a real versatile guy, the athletics director at NC State University, Boo Corgan. Boo, welcome into the podcast. You are our leadoff guest.
3: That, that's a, this is an awful lot to, uh, to hold up on this whole thing, but I'm, I'm happy <laughs> to be here with you and with you and Tony, and uh, happy to be able to talk to all the Wolfpack fans out there.
1: Well, the first thing we're going to talk about has nothing to do with sports. But it does have something to do with the uh, pandemic that we have all experienced, and that is haircuts. All right, we don't—we haven't gotten haircuts in a long time. Now, for some, it's okay. For others, it's more of a challenge. Um, are you talking about uh, me again? Well, you know, you know. Hey, if you can, if he's you can have—he's
2: ha- got it, Tony.
1: Yeah, well, these what? are tri- see, <laughs> see,
3: these are Come trivial on, don't inconveniences.
2: Be <laughs> but you know what the uh, even the follicle challenge amongst us really need a haircut right now. Boo, are you mm-hmm. dealing with this, and is there anybody in your house can cut hair well
3: uh, i I have uh I, I've adopted a theory of I get my hair cut twice a year, whether I need it or not so, so twice a year well into my overall yeah i I go real short and then let it grow for you know, four, five, six months, and then get it cut again. I've been saving money for years doing this.
1: <laughs> well, so so well, see, you know, this I, is I, all right with me. I've told my wife that she's on deck to cut my hair, and she refuses to do it. Mine's real simple. You, you get clippers, you go two on the side, three on the top, make sure everything's okay, and then we're good from there. But I can't get any any volunteers to do it. So have you seen these pictures of people posting their high school graduation pictures to kind of honor the class of 2020. Now, if you didn't mind, you would find out why my nickname in high school was WIG, W-I-G, <laughs> WIG. I mean, I had the Peter <clears throat> Brady look, but the reason why I'm not posting the picture is not because of the hair. It's because of the blue leisure suit. Not doing that. Can't do that.
3: You know what? That Back in the day, that was certainly the look, and- Thank God it was back in the day and not today, Jeff. I think that's how I would
2: look, (laughs) On Exactly. We all would. Yeah, the 70s. Yeah, 70s, the clothes weren't very good. I remember that very well. That's for sure. Hey, can you imagine when the salons and the barbershops reopen? There's going to be a line around the building. I mean, they're going to do a great business. All right, here's another one of those things that will change our lives, Boo. Now, you and your job you have to shake a lot of hands as part of being an athletic director. I see you at games. You go down the uh, court side, you shake the hands of Wolfpack boosters. Now coming out of this though, handshaking is going to be taboo. It's going to be a no, no. So are you already thinking about your strategy moving forward on that? I, I You know what? I, I, I
3: believe myself to be versatile enough to find a way to, whether it's a fist bump or an elbow bump or a, a foot touch or, you know, whatever it is, I think we're all going to try to figure out what Mm -hmm. this new normal is and what it looks like and just kind of make it part of who we are and what we do.
2: I think it's going to be hard because it's so instinctive, you know, it's not something you've ever had to think about before.
3: No, you're, you're right. But I think it's, you know, I think we just got to learn how to be more intentional with everything that we do. And in, in how we do it and be thoughtful. Wow. And, and it may be something that we want to do. And, and maybe it becomes a selfish act to want to shake someone's hand, you, yeah. you know, and to not be more thoughtful about how we approach everything. And, and again, at some point, it's not going to be the new normal. It's just going to be normal. It, yeah, and that's I right. Think that's what all of us are really are really like looking for in, in days like this is give me something that's normal and, and then we can kind of move forward from there.
1: I don't know if we'll ever have another normal, right? I mean, that's that's the thing. What is normal and what is it going to be? It's like we've talked about before. After 9-11, so many things changed that altered yeah. all of our lifestyles, how you checked into an airport, how you went into a sporting event. And I think this will be possibly even more restricting than that, and we just don't know. Boo, it's been about a a month since the cancellation of the ACC tournament. Can you just take us back to that time and what those 48 hours were like for you and how many phone calls you had to take and how many conversations that you had to have and try to hit a target that was moving by the second?
3: Well, I I think part of it is, and, and we've actually gone back and looked a little bit about this, you know, we were having some semblance of discussions about the coronavirus and, and what it was and, and how it was moving into um, uh, society and that around the third and fourth and fifth of March. So it wasn't something that was like woke up one day and, and looked out and said, what in the world is this? It, there was a little bit of lead time. To, the interesting part, Jeff and Tony, was just how fast everything was moving mm-hmm. from, you know, we're good to play to maybe maybe we'll do it without fans to we're not going to play to the NCAA coming in. I think it was the 12th of March is is when that hit because the NBA canceled on the 11th. Yes. Um, you, you know, but, but it was moving fast. But I remember talking to Wes Moore before that maybe the maybe the seventh of March and saying to him hey we may have to play the NTA games without fans and then it was well can we have the cheerleaders in the band I don't know if we can have the cheerleaders in the band but we'll look at we'll look at that and, and again it was just this constant moving target that, that the more you got into it and then quite frankly really everything kind of changed when the NBA postponed on, on the night of the 11th, and then that was kind of the moment that everyone went, aha,
2: this is really going to change. So that first NBA player being diagnosed with the virus was a profound moment for everybody, was it not?
3: I think it was, you, you, you know, because I think there was a lot of hinting around different things, and it wasn't so much, Oh, we got to do what the NBA is going to do, but you could just kind of a a sense of, and again, very involved, obviously with sports in that side, and maybe it didn't have the same effect on everyone um, that will listen to the podcast. But that was kind of kind of from a sports standpoint was, holy cow, the NBA just did it, and they've got thirty teams, and they play eighty-two games, and you know, at a much larger magnitude than what was going to happen in college athletics and if that was going to happen boy there's a lot of smart people looking at this a little bit different maybe than how we're looking at it
1: so boo when we do try to return does the professional sports lead the way for college sports to follow aren't there different decision makers in the professional ranks versus the college ranks and how does that how do you see that playing out
3: i i don't i don't see that having a whole lot of effect on on when we come back i mean i'm looking I'm looking at Chancellor Woodson. The, you know, I'm looking at uh, NT State. And, and when when are we back? When, when is our campus back? When is fall semester? We, what do we do with grad students? Kind of the totality of who we are, and that's really going to be the driver from our standpoint. Um, not the not the NFL or or anyone else. The NFL wants to do something. They got 32 people in the room and they make a decision. Right? I mean, there's 32 owners in the league. Right. And that, that's how that decision made. I mean, you know, I don't know how many owners there are of NC State University, but good Lord, based on my email, sometimes there's a lot. <laughs> you, you know, certainly more than 32. Um, but, you, you know, I really think that we're looking at it from an institutional standpoint. And what do we do? And then within the system, the North Carolina system, and where we fit within the other 19 schools or other 18 schools, And what the system office is going to decide to do, and then obviously the
2: governor, and kind of up from there. I want to remind you guys and our listeners in spite of coronavirus, it is still bow time. That's right, the Bojangles drive throughs are open, and you can keep your families fed with a Bojangles tailgate special. You can choose the original super or jumbo tailgate and for boneless chicken fans out there you can get the supreme tailgate as well bojangles drive-throughs are open and it is always bow time all right so we talked about uh, the acc tournament ncaa tournament being shut down it was roughly a month ago so a month has passed since then boo what have been your major priorities since then
3: Yeah, you know, the priorities are always uh, tony and jeff priorities always going to be people and that's going to be our student-athletes and making sure that they have what they need from a connectivity standpoint, from a support standpoint, um, mm-hmm. dealing with any food or housing insecurities that they may have and, and making sure they're in good shape and making sure our staff is, is well. And, you know, you learn something, uh, different phases of your life, different things that you do, different people you've been around, and one of them is leading from the front. And in times like this, I think you need to be, um, visible. You need to be communicating with people and staying in touch with them. And whether it's a daily Zoom call with the executive staff, or a weekly call with all the head coaches, or um, you know a town hall call every two weeks with all the staff, or a weekly call with the SAC or with the student athletes, or you know whatever it is, is is trying to be as upfront as you can. Um, Not in an egotistical way by any stretch, but more in a, hey, we're here. Here's what's going on. Here's what's new. Here's what decisions are going to come in the next week or so. And just making sure you're really, uh, really intentional in what you're doing and how you're communicating with people.
1: I can tell you from firsthand experience, Boo, that being on the Zoom with you and all of the other people in the athletic department has been very therapeutic just to see people. You know, just to get an opportunity to to look around the Zoom, the 250 people that are there and just see, hey, there's Coach Doran, there's there's someone in marketing, there's someone in communication. So thank you for doing that. And I you know, I, I just think it's a great way for us to stay connected in a time where we're not connected.
3: And I think that's a lot of what we talk about is is the importance of being connected and the the importance of being engaged um, with other people. And, you know, Jeff, I don't know if I called a staff meeting, you know, six six months ago, if we would have had 250 people show up. (laughs) You know, but I think people really want to be engaged and they really want to see people and to make sure that everyone's doing okay. Um, and again, everyone's in this together and and that's kind of the other part that we've really talked about is, you know, that pack mentality, right. Of being together and, and being on a team and, you know, always fighting, never alone. And how, how, how can we, how can we come out of this stronger, right? How, How do we create an opportunity within what we're dealing with today to make ourselves better down the road? Listen always the being Ins-
1: there for people.
2: Absolutely. You're listening to the NC Inside NC State Athletics podcast, presented by L.S. Tractor. You're always concerned about your student-athletes first and foremost, boo, and, uh, of course, uh, you had to deliver the bad news to the spring sport athletes that their season would be canceled. Uh, the women's basketball team, which was so fantastic, would not have a chance to continue on in the NCAA uh, some other uh, championship teams, uh, the, their postseasons were interrupted. Just how devastating was that for the athletes?
3: I think it was incredibly devastating for them at the time, right? You, you know, they, they built all year, and, and whether it's, you know, men's and women's swimming and, and going back to the NCA and looking for a top, you know, five finish, top ten finish, same for wrestling, women's basketball coming off of, ACC championship for the first time in a number of years. And, and, and that, I think it was important at that moment, Tony and Jeff to grieve with them, you you know, and to try to be in that moment and understand what it is. And, and, And at the same time, be able to look at it and say, Hey, this is a pandemic. This is happening to everyone in our country. This is happening to everyone in the world right now one level or another this is not something that's happened you know more than a century that we're all going through this together so don't feel as if anything was wasted don't feel as if this is happening just to you this is part of a bigger picture in a bigger picture of society it may be something later in life that you can that you can draw back on for strength and courage and be able to encourage other people to to come through a tough time because they will have had this to have dealt with and that disappointment. But again, I think to, to go there immediately is not respecting them enough. And, and to allow them to grieve and to be mad and disappointed and all those things is really part of the whole process
1: you were able to speak directly to the wrestling team and you saw the disappointment in their faces and you've talked about how that was a very tough day for you. But from that moment, as you said, what do you gain from it? And what we got from it was a video that was released by the athletics department in a letter written by Hayden Heidley to his teammates on what he felt like. And one of the things that he says is, I guess next year is just worth double. I think all of us can take that in consideration. And if an athlete who has gone through something like that can look at the big picture, I think we all can. That was an inspiring video, by the way. If you have not seen it, you need to look that up.
3: I, I think it definitely was. And I think the, the, the power in that is that that was Hayden's voice. That wasn't something that, you know, someone in marketing wrote or, you know, someone in the AD's <laughs> office wrote. That was, that was from him. And I thought what was really important in that in that video was not only was it narrated by him, it was written by him, right. And that voice was from someone who had been a part of it, someone who had been disappointed, um, and someone who saw the other side of it, uh, quite frankly, a lot because a lot of other people did. He, you know, I mean, he wrote that within days of of learning that they weren't going to be able to compete. Right, and he was already moving on. You know, I think that's part of what this whole process is: is how do we, how do we come together, and, and how do we act in an unselfish way for, for our fellow uh, people in Raleigh or in North Carolina or, or in our country or in the world to, to help get this behind us. And then when we do, when we do come out of this, you know, we're going to come out stronger, and, and we're going to come out together. And when we're together, we're gonna
1: celebrate like crazy. It's all about being there for people, right? I mean, North Carolina Farm Bureau is here. We've got you covered. We're here for you in these difficult times, protecting you, your family, and our communities. That's our top priority. It's important to know that we're still working for you every day. If you have a question or need assistance, please reach out to your local North Carolina Farm Bureau agent or local County Farm Bureau office. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, helping you is what we do best.
2: Boo, what are the most common questions you get from your coaches these days? When? When
3: are we going to be back? Yeah. You know, when, when can we go – when can When can our students come back, right? And, and not when – when can they come back so we can get them back on the field or in the pool or whatever, just we miss them. I mean, the amount of time and the investment that people have together in relationships – you know, is really what the, the driver is. And, and that's why we get to do what we get to do and want to do what we get to do every day. And, and I think that's really what people want. It's just that that reconnection with, with that group that you've been through different competitions with or different battles with or, um, you know, watch them grow up. And, and, you know, we've got a group of seniors that are going to graduate here in, you know, less than a month. You know, and and we were on a Zoom yesterday. I don't know if y'all were were on that or not, but, you know, we announced that there's going to be a graduation, you know, on on May 8th. And and how are we going to do that? And how are we going to be able to tie in, you know, someone at their house, right? Having a barbecue at their house or everyone's dressed up and sitting around and celebrating it with their sash on as student-athlete. You know, how do we create that moment? for them in a virtual sense, right? Since it's not going to be there in a physical sense, how do we create it in a virtual sense? And I think that's really important for us is, again, I keep going back to normalcy and trying to find that, uh, but that's really, that's really what they want. They, they just want to be able to get back together and and uh, kind of bring their families back together.
1: You know, one thing that already has been determined too, so you're going to have a virtual graduation and we're also going to have a version of virtual Wolfie Awards, which is something that we will celebrate great accomplishments by individuals and teams. And it's something that I know these uh, student athletes and coaches and administration love getting together at Reynolds Coliseum and having this big celebration. So this year, we will do that virtually and we will figure that out along the way. Boo, there are, are so many things that we don't know. One thing that we do know is the NCAA ruled that uh, spring sport athletes would have an, or all athletes would have an extra year, spring sport athletes, uh, seniors would have an opportunity to come back. You, As a university, it's been made the decision that you will allow those student athletes, uh, spring sports only, uh, in their fourth year el- eligibility to pursue waivers that would add a year of eligibility. How many, how many seniors fit that category, and what went in your decision and the school's decision to allow this?
3: Well, it's, it's less than 20, believe it or not, that, that are that are affected by what's going on. And, you know, it was obviously you're looking at the NCA first and foremost. And, you know, I think I owe it to people when this decision was made, it, it was made at a very emotional time. Right. That, that right. We had just taken this away from them. And, you know, looking backwards in the context of a global pandemic, was it? Was it where we should have gone right away? I I don't know, but the fact is we did, right, and, and we did grant this extra year and, and all the all the layers of complication that, that it creates. But we were in a position, based on the numbers, to, to be able to grant this extra year, and we're excited about the opportunity, you know, to grant that extra year to them. But you know, it was a, um, I think it's a, a cultural decision you know, of being together and being a part of it. Obviously, there's a financial piece to what it is. There's an impact on uh, recruiting and the freshmen that are incoming, who, by the way, lost their senior year, too. Right. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it, it's impacted everyone. And that's, that's really what we've tried to talk about from the very beginning um, of this, is that this is, this is not something that happened to any individual. This is something that's happened to all of us. And we're part of a global pandemic that's going on right now, not um, something that just affected athletes. It, you know, it affected someone that was in student government, You know, that finally had a chance to lead from a student government standpoint and wrap things up that way, or whether it's in the performing arts that you know, had a play or had a musical or had something coming up. And, you know, as, as you look at what it is overall, we're excited to be able to welcome them back. But, but it's going to provide a unique challenge for us for the next year or two. Well, we during this, you
2: have, go ahead, Tony. Okay, yeah. As during this pandemic, Blue Cross and Blue Shield in North Carolina is here to support you by expanding virtual access to doctors and waiving COVID-19 test costs. So visit BlueCrossNC.com backslash coronavirus for more information and helpful resources to keep you and your family healthy. Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina is the official insurance sponsor of NC State Athletics. Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, I
1: think this is a perfect segue, Boo, to kind of wrap things up with you. I know you've got to move on and make some more phone calls, but really this return is not an athletic decision. It's a medical decision. Is that right? When we get back is not based on when some coach says, well, we're going to be here or some uh, university says we're going to be. The medical people will determine when we come back. Am I right or am I wrong?
3: No, you're you're, you're right, and, and it's on a you know statewide basis, and it's on a system basis, and it's on a national basis, and it's you know it's it's not the desire of a coach or desire of a fan or or anyone else where this decision is going to be made. It's a bigger it's a bigger picture, and I think there's times that we can get caught up in looking just at what the effect is on athletics. Or on the athletes, but this isn't that time. This is a time to realize that we're part of a, a bigger picture of what's going on and and to pause and think about everyone else is going through something as well, you know, and really but, be able to reflect on where we are and what we're on.
2: Boo, one more for you because normally this time of year you'd be traveling around the state with the coaches as part of the uh, Wolfpack Club Caravan. It's uh, always a great opportunity for, uh, for you and the coaches to communicate directly with all of NC State's athletic supporters. Obviously, that too has been shut down. So through this podcast right now, what's your, what's your message to Wolfpack supporters?
3: We talk about, you know, the NC State and strengthen in the pack. Um, I think my message moving forward is going to be what can you do or what can we do to strengthen the pack? To make us stronger, to, to find a positive voice in everything that's going on, to, to to reach across to a neighbor, to a friend, to whoever, to bring them to, bring them to a game, to, to be that positive communicator of what N.T. State is. We understand what our mission is, and we understand the mission of, to educate young people, to compete at high level, to win. And that's, that's clearly what we're focused on every day. But we need, we need everyone out there that's part of NC State, part of the Wolfpack, part of Wolfpack Nation to find a way to strengthen it, to not break it down, but to find something positive about what it is. Because when we are the strongest NC State we can be, and we are worried about ourselves and what we can do to be great, we're going to be quite a force. I can assure you of that. And I think that's really where we need to put our focus right now, is on being the best NC State we can be, and what can I do to help strengthen the pack.
2: I think that's a great way to leave it, Boo. Thank you so much for All your right. time. Uh, we, uh, Jeff mentioned that you were our leadoff hitter on the podcast.
3: Well, he our just number hit two-
1: fourth man. He hit he fourth. Just,
2: well, I was going to say he just knocked it out of the park. He did knock it out of the ballpark, but we got this developing batting order. So next week, okay. Chancellor Woodson is going to join us. So where does he bat in the order? Hey, Wherever he, he wants you, to. You know what? You know what?
3: I, I just got done with batting practice. If he's if he's up next, he's the, he's the real leadoff hitter <laughs> on this whole thing. But but I do I want I want to thank you guys for what you're doing right now to help people uh, stay connected with us and with each other. And I want to thank our sponsors as well for stepping forward in a time like this and understanding, you know, the the importance of, of people being connected and being together and, and having something common and uh, to communicate about and with and kind of look forward to. So I really appreciate both y'all
1: as well as our sponsors. Mm. Thanks right, for being boo, really sure, boo. Thank you All so right, much. Yeah
0: and well, uh speaking Jeffy of was,
1: sponsors i've got yeah one go more ahead i bet you're I excited get
2: in. I, I know you're excited about hampton farm peanuts
1: hampton farms wishing nothing but happiness and health from our family to yours crack open a bag of our in-shell peanuts to bring the stadium experience straight to your living room or backyard enjoy with your loved ones to continue making memories from home find our in-shell peanuts in the produce section of your local grocery store or delivered to your door from HamptonFarms.com. Two things that really hit home with me. I love peanuts no in the shell because my grandfather was a peanut farmer. And I spent a lot of time on a farm priming tobacco. So we're talking tractors, farms, tobacco, peanuts. We got it all covered, man. It just, it hits home for me.
2: And thank goodness you're not allergic to peanuts. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> all right, I was so, allergic uh... to
1: tobacco, though. I I had oh yeah there were some times this is a quick story that has an NC NC State tied to it so you know you could go and prime tobacco and sometimes that Mm -hmm. the tobacco juice and the chemicals would get in your system and make you sick and nauseous is all get out well there was a Saturday that NC State was hosting East Carolina in football I happened to have a ticket with one of my best friends and uh, we were going to go to the game well that morning I had to go uh, prime tobacco and Wouldn't you know that that time I got sick and could not go to the NC State, East Carolina football game. So I missed an opportunity to watch Ted Brown run the football. Oh, missed, missed an opportunity. All right. So my buddy comes back that night and he's got this red 23 jersey and he holds it up and shows it to me. I'm like, what is that? He goes, this is Ted Brown's jersey. It ripped. Remember when they had the tearaway jerseys? The ter- Yeah, tearaway jerseys. It ripped, and they threw it up on kind of the an area that my buddy went down and got it. Mm-hmm. So he still has that 23 jersey that Ted Brown wore. But what he did that day, because I couldn't go to the game, he cut one of the sleeves off and gave it to me. And yes, I still, still have, have that sleeve. I still have it. I still have it. As a matter it. of fact. As a matter of fact, the first Hall of Fame ceremony that I was able to take a part of as MC for NC State, I wore that Ted Brown uh, red sleeve as a pocket square. How about that, <laughs> I like that. Had to do it. Had to do well, it. Well,
2: funny story. You think about Ted Ted Brown, and uh, I was actually I think I was 16 years old, and uh, a buddy. Uh, and I had an opportunity to get tickets to Ted Brown's famous game against Penn State where he just shredded the Nittany Lions. I think it was 257 yards on the ground or something like that. And in that game, you know, by the third quarter, they had run out of 23 jerseys because they were the tearaway jerseys. (laughs) And Johnny Evans, Johnny Evans always tells this story. So they had to fit him with another jersey number. I think it was number 16 or something like that. Wow. But a lot of fans not aware of the fact that, you Know he had to switch jerseys. People at like Carter Finley are watching this number 16 run wild on Penn State and they're thinking, Who is this number 16? He's as good as Ted Brown, <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll go back
1: I, now that we're on, the, on the, the way back machine. Um, I was my grandparents grew up in Murfreesboro and which is the home of Choan College, now Choan University. My dad mm-hmm. played football for Choan, my mom went there, so when I was at my grandparents' one weekend, I got a chance to go watch Cho'an play. They were happening to play the NC State JV team. And on that team was Ted Brown. Ted Brown ran wild and it wasn't long after that that Ted Brown got his opportunity on the varsity. And boy, the record is still there. Although this mm-hmm. might be the year that his career rushing record, uh, ACC career rushing record
2: might might be eclipsed maybe we'll see that's amazing that it still stands all right let's talk about uh quickly before we uh take off here we can preview what we got coming up here in the next Mm -hmm. few weeks um chancellor woodson's gonna join us for our next podcast and that'll probably be up and running midweek next week so we look forward to hearing from uh, the big boss at nc state and also in a few weeks we want fans to start thinking about this jeff and i are going to have a discussion or even a debate perhaps about the top five men's basketball victories in the history of nc state hoops all right it's tough there have a lot of been uh, a lot of memorable wins a couple national championships but we're going to debate this the top five nc state men's basketball victories of all time and we want you as fans to think about that and come up with your own list and we'll talk about that in a few (laughs) weeks by the way if you want to Tweet those, uh, your own list. You can do so, uh, at Pack radio, if you'd like on uh, Twitter, but I think that's going to be an interesting discussion. And Jeff, you and I are already putting together our list. Oh yeah. Love a list. Gotta have a list. All right. And that one's going to be tough. By the way, we're going to have the top five wins and we're going to allow you to have uh, a couple of games that just fell off the bubble on the outside of the bubble, how about that? There's a lot to choose from. Yeah. So there's a lot to choose from. So I think that's going to be interesting. So we'll do that in a couple of weeks, but Chancellor Woodson will join us next week. And uh, Jeff, thank you so much. That was enjoyable as always. I enjoyed that. And uh, maybe
1: we'll figure out a way
2: to get a haircut soon. Yeah, that's going to be a a much more of a challenge, I think. Well, we want to thank Tom (laughs) Bowman and the great producers at Learfield IMG College. Kyle Winchester is the executive producer of Wolfpack Sports Properties. He is... Jeff Gravely, I'm Tony Haynes. You've been listening to Inside NC State Athletics, the podcast powered by Learfield IMG College and presented by L.S. Tractor. Everybody be well, and we'll talk to you next time.
3: This has been the Inside NC State
1: Athletics podcast, brought to you by L.S. Tractor. See the L.S. difference at
2: LSTractor.com. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation.